Thank you for joining our broadcast today at City Life Church. We would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. Please take a minute to send us your story at info at citylifechurch.cc. And if God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially to help us bring God's word to other people. You can go to our website at citylifechurch.cc to find the giving options that works best for you. Now in today's message, Pastor Tony will be delivering an encouraging word that we know is going to touch your life. We pray that you listen with expectation, believing that everything you need from God, he's going to do it. Enjoy today's message. We've been talking the last few weeks about God's kingdom coming in our life. We're going to continue that series today. Somebody say, this is the place. Now is the time. I am the one. Now say it with a little attitude. This is the place. Now is the time. Now here's where you need to get attitude, right? I am the one. See, if you do not believe that you're called and chosen, no one else will. If you can't look in the mirror and see what God has for you, others will fail to see it, even though God already sees it. Amen? Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 has been our foundational scripture. It says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. The New Living Translation says, seek the kingdom of God above all else. And everything else will fall in place. Jesus began to teach his disciples in everything he did about the kingdom of God. Every miracle, every life illustration, every sermon was about the kingdom of God coming in our life. It wasn't just about blind eyes seeing or lame legs walking. But it was about those with no vision being able to see beyond the limits of their life. And those that were limited in mobility being able to move past the limitations of their life. When he took a sack lunch and fed a multitude, it was about showing them when you put little in the hands of God, it always becomes much because he showed them the principle of multiplication in the kingdom. Everything he did was establishing the kingdom of God in the earth. He said, I've come to preach one message, the kingdom of God. He said, the kingdom is at hand. John would declare it before Jesus ever arrived. And I told you when Jesus was baptized, a moment that is significant in every believer's life. Going down in water did not make him any more God. But it was an outward testimony of who he was. And so that prophecy might be fulfilled. He was baptized. When he was baptized, when he came out of the water, the heavens opened. The Holy Spirit came down in the form of a dove. And then the Father began to speak. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well please. When you please the heart of the Father, crazy things begin to happen. When you please the heart of the Father, miraculous begins to take place. Signs and wonders begin to break out. When you please the heart of the Father, enemies are scattered. Devils are defeated. Things are turned around. Breakthrough is released. Anybody believe that if we please the heart of the Father, everything will work out in our favor? And I'm praying that in this 21 days, and I believe Wednesday night is going to be one of those nights. The Bible said the heavens opened, the Holy Spirit was poured out, and the Father began to speak. I'm believing that when we come together and come out of this fast, God's going to shift the heavens. He's going to part the heavens. I'm believing the Holy Spirit is getting ready to pour himself out on not just us, but the body of Christ. If we have ever needed it, not just in the earth, but in the in the world in which we live, the United States of America, we need to hear from heaven. We need a wind of revival to sweep across this earth and we need the father to speak come on celebrate the goodness of the father because he desires to speak a good word 
Jesus began to teach his disciples, and we begin to read every week for the last several that he taught them how to pray. Matthew chapter 6, same chapter. He's talking to them about the kingdom of God. He said, when you pray, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. He has everything you need. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Here it is. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The word amen means so be it or yes, Lord. Everything I've just declared, I stamp it with the yes because it's already been stamped with the yes of heaven. When you understand that God's kingdom wants to come, he said in this transitional verse, he said, Give us this day our daily bread. God has everything you need. For every vision, there's provision. For every journey, there's always substance for the journey. The problem is, is when you get disconnected. You remember when the prodigal left the father's house? The Bible said he went to a far place. He left the father, went to a far place. The Bible said eventually he ran out of substance. What was substance? It was that which the father had given him for him to live on. And when he was out of substance, he began to try to live on his own substance. The Bible said he found himself in a pig pen eating what the swine ate. If you know anything about Jewish culture, they do not eat pork, let alone eat with the pork. But here's the problem. With the father's substance, it was always more than enough. A fatted calf, a new ring, a new robe, new shoes. Without the father's substance, he found himself in the dirty places of life. Here's what he said, I will arise and go to the Father's house. It is the Father's will that you are covered by him and you live by his substance. Here it is, your will and the Father's will have to become one so that the daily bread of the Father can be given to you. I'm going to say that one more time. Your will and the Father's will have to become one because you have a will. You say, well, Pastor, I have, no, no, you have a will. We live in a world, we have a free will. You got up and chose to come to church this morning. Some of you did not and you're watching online, but thank you for logging in this morning. You'll get up and go to work tomorrow and make a choice because you know if you work all week, you'll get a paycheck. Your will and the Father's will, they become one. And they collide. And when that happens, supernatural things begin to happen. Jesus began to teach his uh, children and his, and, and his crew that if they align with the Father's will, everything you need. We're going to talk next week about forgiveness because forgiveness is the greatest obstacle or the lack of forgiveness to you, for you to fulfilling God's purpose in your life. And when you begin to not only forgive others yourself, but you allow God to release you of things, it allows you to walk in the freedom of his purpose. And we're going to talk about that next week. If that's where God leads us. But we're going to talk today about everything you need is in the kingdom. He began to teach him. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. I love this scripture. One of my favorite. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. That's usually where we stop. But then he said this, then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. Aren't you glad that God is listening this morning? Aren't you glad that he hears your prayer? Aren't you glad that when you call up 
up on his name. It doesn't bounce off the ceiling, but the Bible said he's a very present help in a time of trouble. But I love what 13 says. You will seek me and find me. And when you seek me with all of your heart, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will fall in place. Why? For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. They are plans of prosperity. They are plans of increase. They are plans that have a hope and a future. These plans will never harm you, but they will cover you and protect you. So when you call upon my name, get ready. I am listening. And when you come after me with all of you, God, get ready. The heavens are about to open and the Holy Spirit is about to fall and the Father is about to speak. Come on, if you're ready, give him a shout this morning. But God wants to establish his kingdom in your life. What is the kingdom of God? We talked about this a few weeks ago. It's his rule and reign in your life. It's God's rule and reign in his life. He comes in and he sets and establishes the rule of the kingdom. And then he begins to reign in power in you and through you. First, he wants to establish a kingdom culture. A kingdom culture in your life. Not just a kingdom event where you come to church. Not just a kingdom event when you come on Sunday morning, but a kingdom culture, a sphere in which you live. Not just in this house, but your house, at your work, at your school. Everything you do is covered by this kingdom culture. It becomes a language you speak with. It becomes not, not a the and a thou and not an old King James. I'm not talking about that. But, but your talk and your speech begins to align with the word of God. Your thinking begins to align with the word of God. Your hearing begins to align with the word of God. Your perspective begins to align with the, he wants to establish a kingdom culture in your life and in your world. Not just when you come on Sunday mornings. Not if you make it to City Life Church, but in everything you do. He wants to be an atmosphere in which you live and a culture that moves you. But not only is there a kingdom culture, he wants to establish a kingdom plan in your life. Your will be done. Here it is, on earth as it is in heaven. He said when the kingdom of God begins to invade your world and it begins to awaken in your life, the plan of God begins to unfold. There is a kingdom plan for your life. God has a kingdom agenda and a kingdom assignment for your life. God has a kingdom, you say, oh pastor I don't know about me. No, God has a kingdom purpose for your life. You're not just here in Tampa, Florida. You may not want to be right now, but God has you here for a purpose, on purpose. And the more you rebel against it, the more you fight against it, the more you try to get out of it, only delays what God wants to do in your life. But when you begin to embrace where you're at right now and say, God, this is the place. It may not last forever, but right now this is the place. And your plan is connected to this place. And I believe that you have a kingdom plan for my life. And when your kingdom plan begins to unfold, your will begins to unfold the heavens now will begin to invade my world the reason some of you are struggling at home is because God's plan is is being thwarted by your plan God's will has been canceled out by your will you say well pastor how can I cancel out the will of God very simple you have a free will and unless you surrender Jesus did it he walked into a garden he was praying Prayed so hard, the Bible said his sweat became his great drops of blood. He was agonizing. He looked around every time he turned. People couldn't pray with him. His disciples were sleeping. But finally, this is what Jesus said. Now watch. He keeps trying to wake his disciples and drag them along. He wants everybody to go where he's going. Not everybody is always going to where you're going. Finally, he surrenders. Watch. He says, 
not my will, but thine be done. First, he's saying, let this cup pass. If there's a plan B, if you have a shorter route, maybe not the cross, not the grave, but maybe, you know, let this cup pass. But then he says this, not my will, thine be done. Watch what happens. He surrenders to the Father's will. He walks out of the garden and says, boys, sleep on. I'm going with you or without you. Sleep on. Sometimes you have to submit to the Father's will and just stand up knowing that God has a kingdom plan. But here's what you have to realize, and I have to have the revelation of, not only is God establishing a kingdom culture, not only is he delivering a kingdom plan in our life, in the earth, but he has kingdom power. He has not called you or asked you to walk in it alone. He has not called you to walk it out by yourself in your own strength. He has not called you to do it in your own mind or try to do it by your own ability. He said, get ready. With my kingdom comes power, and with my will comes power and authority. Matter of fact, all authority has been given to me in the heavens and in the earth, and I am giving it to you, Jesus said. So he said, get ready. If you allow a kingdom culture to be established in your life, that's all Jesus was doing with his disciples. Every place he took them, he was establishing a kingdom culture in the earth. So they looked with a kingdom eye, and they heard with a kingdom ear, and they spoke a kingdom dialect and they walked in a kingdom agenda and so when they walked into a place devils begin to flee and multiplication begin to happen and miracles begin to break out and that's what he's doing in the earth today he said if you will live and develop a kingdom culture I will unveil my kingdom plan oh it's bigger than you ever thought it's more than you ever imagined it's beyond what you expected but get ready there is power that comes with it and when you understand you've got the power I've told you before Sometimes you got to wake up and sing that old hymn. I've got the power. And you've got to rise up in the morning and leave your house knowing there is power, power, wonder-working power. Why? Because Jesus is alive, not only in the city, but he's in you. And he's in your life. And he's in your world. Sometimes we forget that we serve a God that is not only with us, he is in us. Come on, put your hands together for a God that is all-knowing, all-powerful, and has all authority. But here it is. He said, I'm going to establish a kingdom culture. I'm going to unveil my kingdom plan. I'm going to release kingdom power. But then he said, there's kingdom prosperity. Sometimes that causes us to move back because we we get fearful of that word because in our culture, we, we, we took it out of balance for a season. And we thought prosperity was about more cars and about bigger houses and more money. And for him, make no mistake, God wants you to be blessed. I don't care if you have nine Bentleys in the driveway if you are blessing others with what God has given you. I don't care if you have houses on both coasts if God is using you to advance the kingdom of God in the earth and you are fulfilling your assignment. But here it is right here. Prosperity is not about what you have but who you are. Because he said, I want you to prosper as your soul prospers. He said, if your soul is right and the kingdom is established, everything else will fall in place. He said, if you are right in your spirit, things will be right in the earth. If you are right in your spirit, things will be right in your finances. If you will get right in your spirit and let me do a whole work, that's why he didn't just talk about daily provision, but he talked about forgiveness and release and receiving. Why? Because he said, I need all of you, not just some of you, to do a complete work. So when I 
I'm done, you can declare for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and forever. Amen. And when you understand these disciples, they were walking with a kingdom agenda. Now that the Holy Spirit has been poured out in Acts chapter 2, they are living out a kingdom purpose. The kingdom of God has awakened in them and God knew exactly where they needed to be at the right time and God would remind them over and over and over that the kingdom was self-sufficient. It did not have to rely on the market or the or those around. It did not have to rely on an earthly provision. The kingdom was all self-sufficient. And in Acts chapter 2, they transition and they walk out of an upper room with power. And in Acts chapter 3, they're now on their way to church. See, here it is right here. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom lay daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. Look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately, somebody say immediately. And immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength. So he leaping up stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew it was the one who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened. Pastor Jeremiah, come help me for just a moment. Sit right here. In your cool vans. This is what happens. Watch. Jesus establishes a kingdom culture. Everything he models around them is showing them what is going to happen in them. Acts chapter 2, it's poured in them. Acts chapter 3, it's about to get out of them. Watch. He shows it around them. He pours it in them. And now he's about to get it out of them. And here's God's plan. He shows you in things around you what he wants to do in you so it can get through you. The problem most people have, they find out God's plan, they even get a taste of his power, but when they understand that it takes all of them to live out the kingdom purpose and prosperity that he has for them, it it is fragmented in some way. But watch, now they're leaving. These men had issues. They were broken people. These were not people that had all the checks, boxes checked. These were not people that had it all together. They were, they're, they're, frailties were listed in the word of God. One by one, he told us about all their issues that they had, but we find that Jesus uses broken people to fulfill his kingdom purpose in the earth. And this is what the Bible said. They're walking to church and on the way to church, they decide to become the church and they stop. And they see a man that is carried by others to the gate. Here's the problem. He could get to the gate, but not through the gate. It was a place called Beautiful, and here's the problem. There was a man-made rule that people that had his types of issues could not go through the Beautiful Gate to worship. 
get to the gate but not through the gate. Aren't you glad that God always trumps man's laws and man's agenda? The kingdom always overrides what man tries to put on you. The limits and the labels, the hurt of the one that you thought loved you but left, the one that abused you as a child, the limitations people mark you with. And God says, no, I'm going to strip all that back. I'm going to take you through the gate. And the Bible said they stopped at the man full of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible said as they stopped at the man, he looked at them and he put his cup up for a shekel. He didn't have a cup. This is what they said to him. Look at us. Silver and gold have we not. I don't believe they were saying we're broke. I don't know how much money they had. I believe what they were saying was this. If I put a shekel in your cup, you will be here next week. If I put a shekel in your cup, you'll be here next month. You've laid here day after day after, you know, we were just like you. Every time Jesus did a miracle, our faith was high, but by Monday, we were lost. Jesus would would walk on water. Man, our faith was at an all-time high, but by Wednesday, man, we were a mess. We had issue. If we put a shekel in your cup, you will be here next week. But what God has done in our life, he wants to do in your life. There's a kingdom that has been awakened in us. God has released something in us. And the Bible said they took him by the hand, and this is what they declare what we have we give unto you in the name of Jesus the name of the kingdom the name that is above every name the name that has all authority and all power in heaven and in earth in the name of Jesus rise up you see what's happening in the body of Christ God is releasing a kingdom agenda and a kingdom culture not so you can just come to church on Sunday morning or Wednesday night but you can go to work on Monday and go to work on Tuesday and go to school on Wednesday and go into the world this week and look at people say the kingdom in me can change the world in you rise up and walk this is what happens watch they said rise up and walk this is what the Bible said he went walking and leaping more than they even expected some of you are getting ready to leap through the gate of destiny Some of you are getting ready to leap right into the purpose for which God has called you. Some of you are getting ready to just go right in. You've been stuck. Here's the problem. This man had a good head, good hair, good beard. Arms worked well. Knees were okay. Here's what the problem was. He had weakness in his ankles. One problem and one issue can keep us stuck. See, the ankle was the foundational places of his life. What supported him. The Bible said strength came into his ankle. He began to rise. He began to walk. He began to leap. But this is what happens. We're not, that's where we stop. That's, that's good stuff right there. People looked at him. They were filled with wonder and amazement. I've been reading through the whole book of Acts this month. That's usually where we stop. In chapter 4, They are doing good things, and the kingdom of God is at work, but they are now being oppressed. They've been arrested. They are being falsely accused. They want to know by what authority and in what name they've healed this man. And I love what Acts chapter 4, verse 13 says. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized they were unschooled, not old school, unschooled, ordinary men they were astonished and took note that these men had been with Jesus 
I love that. Watch this, watch this. But since they could see the man who had been healed standing with them, there was nothing they could say. Now watch what happens. These are religious people. They had learned everything that the law had to learn. They were schooled in the law. They knew doctrine. They knew all of the theology from an Old Testament. They knew about the Messiah. And they looked at Peter and John and they could tell they were unschooled. They had not been to seminary. They did not know all the scriptures yet. They did not have it all together. They did not speak well when they spoke. But they did look at them and say, we can tell they have been with Jesus. They have the power. And matter of fact, there's a man standing with them that lay daily at a gate that was stuck and could not get in I'm praying that when people see people from City Life Church oh they don't have it all together but they've been with Jesus you know they don't have the pedigree but they've been with Jesus oh they have a past but they've been with Jesus they've got some broken places but they've been with Jesus I don't know how I can explain it better than this when you get to the presence of Jesus everything else falls in place seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else somebody stuck this morning you're about to leap through the gate somebody has not been able to go in you're about to leap into destiny somebody can't figure out what the next season is just begin to seek Jesus he is the next season he is the way the truth and the life come on put your hands together one more time I know this is not proper grammar, but look at your neighbor and say, it's time to get unstuck. Sometimes Sunday's all about a shekel in the cup. Because if I can get a shekel in the cup, I can make it through Wednesday. And if I'm real lucky, I can get through the rest of the week. But when you realize that the kingdom of God brings not only a plan, it not only brings a purpose, it not only creates a culture, but it releases a power. And I can leave this house and say, oh, when I got to my house, I felt the same authority. When I went to work, I felt the same authority. When I got up this morning, the worship wasn't just in a screen. It was in my mouth. When the enemy tried to come against my family, Jesus told his disciples, there's some things that only come by prayer and fasting. You will not find it at a self-help motivation seminar. You can't get encouraged into it. But he said, when you begin to seek after the Father, devils begin to run. Breakthrough begins to happen. New seasons are declared. He said, I will establish a culture in your life, in your home, at your work, in your relationships. And I will unfold my plan because it's already been declared in the heavens. And I will begin to release my power. And my prosperity will begin to invade every area. Because there's some areas, I I don't know about you, but I like to show everybody the good side of Tony. You know, my mom used to make me clean my room. Now Casey makes me clean my room. (laughs) I don't always do a good job. Her side's always clean. But I have like, you know, I, I have an order to my dysfunction when you have the piles, you know. But my, my mom used to tell me to clean my room, and she'd keep telling me to clean my room, and I, you know, I couldn't go out and play. I couldn't hang out with my buddies. I didn't have a cell phone back then, but she'd have probably taken my cell phone away, you know. All the stuff we do. 
But sometimes what would happen is she would come in and it appeared that the room was clean. But mom was wise. She knew to look under the bed and in the closet. Because I like to push everything in the closet and kick everything under the bed. She'd pull back the blanket and the sheets weren't straight. See, that's how we are in life. We come in on Sundays and we kick everything under the bed. We push everything in the closet and we only get to the gate, but we're stuck. But this is what he said. You're not just going to get to the gate. You're about to get through the gate. I've not come to put a shekel in your cup, but I've declared there is power and authority and deliverance and freedom and joy. There is peace. There is righteousness in the Holy Spirit. Thank you again for joining us for today's broadcast. Our prayers that administered to you and it changed your life. If there's anything we can pray with you about or God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, please send us an email at info at citylifechurch.cc. We also want to invite you to be our guest at one of our Sunday or Wednesday worship experiences. You can find our times and locations on our website at citylifechurch.cc. You can also download the City Life app on your smartphones or tablets for more online messages. It was great worshiping with you today.